and welcome to the Hiri Media Podcast. I have revolved around the sun again. Wow, what a concept. And I'm joined by Frank. Frank, how are you doing? Hello, Leon. I am here yet again. It is almost another year, but it isn't. And it will be a, a new year, same as the old year. Slightly longer this time, but it's another year. Years. What a, what a phenomena. Anyway, we're here. I listened to the uh, last time we did this, right before recording this. Well, not right before, but like a day before. And I, uh, I will, uh, I will say sorry. I sound very bitchy about you uh, knowing uh, Gregory the Sixth as Gregory the Great. So I, I am sorry for that. I apologize, my dear co-host. <laughs> <laughs> I was just so. trying to be funny, apparently. But it, but listening back to it, it sounded a bit. I'm like, ah, I don't know. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. So uh, I'm sorry for uh, for that. <laughs> I probably didn't even notice. If it helps. <laughs> All right, that's good. Um, yeah, so we're here to talk about the year 2023 by the international sort of standard. <laughs> and, uh, well, this year, this very year, this one. Wow. Um, and we are going to little talk a little bit about how our previous assumptions stacked up. It's not, not going to be good. Um, it's, it's not going to be, it's not going to be great, but oh well. Um, because we did a episode at the beginning of this year or at the, yeah, the beginning of this year, I believe, um, where we talked a little bit about, oh, how was 2022? And what do we expect of 2023? That episode is two hours long. So we thought, to, let's split them up a little bit, you know, which is a little bit now, a little bit <laughs> yeah, later. Let's, let's calm down a bit. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we are older and we are trying to be wiser, but no promises, no guarantees, no, no refunds either. That's the important part. Anyway, we we are here to, to uh, once again talk a little bit about everything, and uh, part of everything is this podcast. I don't know if you knew that, but it is. Hey. And uh, I would love to start off with, um, well, how uh, give give me your general speech about how podcasting was for you this year, because this is our first full year of podcasting, because uh, we yeah. started halfway, sort of, kind of the later half of last year so you know so whole year 12 months wow quite a while Qu quite a lot of episodes even oh yeah we could say that i think we never failed <laughs> to crank out at least three episodes per month at least on a technical sense oh, yeah, yes. due to issues some of them went out after then they were intended to. Well, we recorded them <laughs> in that month. We didn't manage to release them exactly. in that month. So at least eventually you should have had 12 times three uh, amount of episodes, is all I'm saying. So uh, I think my big thoughts about the pods this year, or the podcast, is, well, it was us finding our stride, really, like, finding out what works, what might be best, how to experiment, the latter which we're still working on, uh, because uh, we want to grow. It's, it's kind of the premise of g giving another show a go while doing the same show. Uh, it's about doing Here Be Media alongside doing Left Page, and, you know, trying to create more stuff, create more things that people are interested in, uh, creating more content about other stuff that we enjoy, like to talk about, and 
I think that while in a more, shall we say, direct sense, we've not grown as much as we did, I, I was giving a thought about the stats and, you know, just what we've been doing. And in some sense, yeah, we've been growing because if before, you know, had maybe 250, 300 listens per, sh- per episode, even when they were like coming out per month, that's still average per episode, which means that people are listening to our stuff and in a very clear progression that has been increasing. So that's good. Uh, that, that does make me happier about the whole thing. But, you know, it's... It's not endless growth capitalism, but it's like, yeah, we, we want to we want to become bigger. We want to do more. And to do that, we need, you know, we, we need more. So more. But uh, aside from that obvious point, I'm pretty happy with how the year went. We did a lot of stuff, quite a lot of collabs. We're, we're planning more for 2024. And it's just been a lot of fun, like just engaging a lot of things there. There there are certain things which gave the year a sort of tone, and we'll talk about those in a bit. But uh, it was pretty damn good. I'm I'm happy with how 2023 went and just that, you know, we we achieved what we set out to do. Uh, We did the shows, we kept our quality up, we've been doing the best we can and I think that's been good that hasn't been like oh average or eh, okay no it's been great and I'm, I'm happy with things how things are going and I'm excited for where we go next but yes I, I definitely agree and uh, once again also very excited uh, we're trying to lock down a certain guest that I'm really excited for uh, and that you'll if all goes well hopefully see soon um, and yeah no I once again I fully agree with Frank uh, I I <laughs> I I think of all the episodes we have released and I am very happy with the overall quality of them. Uh, I'm going to yeah. strive for my part. I'm going to strive to get everything a little bit more neater, everything a little bit more tighter, uh, pick a couple of topics I wanted to talk about and like get more into those specific topics, mainly because I'm like, oh, I first thought touching upon all the things that are worth touching upon is that's good podcasting. And sure, it is <laughs> up to a point, but knowing myself a lot better now and knowing that I want to get passionate about a couple of things rather than be informative about everything, uh, I'm going to have to structure myself a little bit better. And I don't mind that. It's fine. But given, um, like like I said, uh, I believe with this, it's 36 episodes this year that we have managed to crank out, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, I think I think that's probably right. <laughs> and, you know, so um, all in all, out of those 36 episodes to, to deliver constant, like, at least, like, passable episodes uh i think is is really impressive for a literal two-person show you know like it's literally just frank and running me. everything um i'm gonna try and do my part uh i did a little bit of my part with the guests that we're going to have lined up for next year but um i i want to try and create more of a social media presence because after all, the word of mouth system is just the system I'm most comfortable with for spreading this podcast. And, yeah. you know, like it's, it just feels the most organic. And that being said, uh, unfortunately, neither Frank and I are 
social media people, sort of quote unquote. Uh, I don't mean it in a derogatory no. term, but it's just, you know, it's a certain energy that you have to keep up. Um, and that's generally not a thing for neurodivergent people. So, you know, I think we do great for two neurodivergent people running a podcast, managed to cranking out multi-hour episode, <laughs> 36 hour plus episodes. So I believe the only episode that's, that's below an hour is literally 59 minutes. And that's with Leslie on Analog Horror. <laughs> Lovely episode, by the way. So, you know, oh, I, I'm, I'm going yeah, to pat fantastic. ourselves on the back a little bit for that. That's all I'm saying. Um, all with insights that is better than the average review of video game. So, or of a media, I should say, media literature. So, um, yeah. Uh, that being said, I'm going to work on that. I'm going to do... <laughs> I'm going to find a workaround for that, that you'll hopefully see upcoming year. And that's where I'm going to stop because otherwise will, this part will be too long already. So uh, I would yeah. like to, before we move on, I just want to ask uh, one or two questions. Uh, do you have a favorite episode this year? Uh, probably. I, I just remember something. I was talking about the word of mouth. I do want to give a shout out to one of our, our great fans someone who's actually always talking about the show, uh, and that's Jason. Jason. Shout out, Jason. Thanks for all your support and encouragement. It, it goes a, a long fucking way. Thanks so much. Yeah. Um, I, I co-signed the fuck out of that. Uh, I've always seen Jason being enthusiastic. Uh, always good for uh, uh, putting us on, on, how do you say this, on a level with our good friends who are Vanguard and all the other... Uh, a bunch of other amazing podcasts that I'm honored to be likened with. Let's just say that. Yes. Yes, um, exactly. Breath Left Radio, like, you know, like literally amazing podcasts <laughs> uh, that we are likened with. Uh, so thank you so much, Jason. That's very aggrandizing. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Thank you so much. And everyone that like uh, reached out to us, um, we, got rec- we got some recommendations. We got some like one interactions on social media that we are very grateful for and if we you know regard very fondly and listen <laughs> as two grown people we get it like we we are busy frank and i are both have like uh a lot of a lot of things that we need to be doing you know so uh we totally get it uh we are constantly asking like oh interact with us interact with us and at the same time there are a bunch <laughs> of great podcasts that i love and that I would love to interact with, but I just do not have the time to interact with that sincerely in any way, shape, or form, even if it is just online. So we totally get it. We do still appreciate it. So that's why yeah. we shout out those people. Uh, thank you, God. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, honestly, uh, you yeah, could you could have been you. listening to any other podcast, but you're listening to us. So thank you so much. Uh, yes. So, do you have a do you have a favorite episode? Do you have what what? Uh... So, to to try and answer your question as best I can, I do think that maybe like the Pentiment episode was great. Ooh, I um, yeah. good I, I think there are. It's difficult, exactly, uh, and just such a good conversation on such a good game. It's difficult to choose, especially in terms of the guests. We've we've got great guests this year, and we've got more coming. But um, I'm also really proud and happy with how we did Crusader Kings. I thought that was actually a great episode. And I don't know, for, for Left Page, maybe, like, the trial was fantastic. Women on the Edge of Time went so well. There's just, yeah, uh, I think for a solo episode of the two of us, 
I, I'll say The Ballad of Black Tom. I thought that ended up being pretty fantastic. Right, right. Uh, I, I definitely do not disagree. Uh, Elton was amazing. Like, very grateful for him showing up. And I love, as I knew from the beginning, I knew that uh, our good friend Holly would just be, is one of the most naturally likable people that I've ever met in life. Um I until agree. you start to know her better then she's fucking t- no it's kidding I, I still love her so much <laughs> and I'm very grateful that she was willing to entertain me rambling about middle ages uh, as much as I did regarding the uh, Crusader <laughs> Kings episode I will say that's the uh, only episode that I made like a notable error a little bit um, I did call Vikings jobs which they weren't that was a bit too vulgarly materialistic of me I'm not entirely wrong mind you <laughs> I still think I have a point especially if you approach um, if you approach history from the um, ideology sphere of ideology that you and I do Frank uh, you do you do mm-hmm. there's a strong argument to be, paint, uh, to be made to that it, that uh, being a Viking is a sort of activity that pro- procures goods or redistributes goods. And one could argue that that's a job, but it is definitely a more uh, broadly spiritual and social uh, meaning as well, from what I understand from actual archaeologists. So I will own up and mm-hmm. say I fucked up on that one a little bit. Uh, sh- I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, I mean, look at how broad the topics are that we talk about. <laughs> and uh, it's, yeah, it, which true. is fine. Uh, as long as when you know better, you correct yourself. I, I don't really, you know, see an issue with that. Uh, otherwise, if I were to talk about strictly only that I've studied, and first off, we present this podcast as like a ongoing process for us to learn and make sense and build language and so forth and so on regarding things and trying to understand things. Um, we only, in very specific scenarios, claim any kind of quote-unquote expertise so you know uh yeah so anyway i don't mind that but you know a part of that is uh admitting that <laughs> that was slightly wrong about that uh only partially still in my opinion but you know i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna side with the actual academic professor that explained to me that uh the notion of vikinghood quote-unquote was a bit more multifaceted uh than I gave it credit for in our Crusader Kings episode. So that's sorry for that rambly disclaimer, but I, I just want to be honest about those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry for derailing that. Um, for my favorite episodes, ooh, I'm very happy with my contribution for Crimes of the Future. Uh, Kate was mm-hmm. lovely to talk to, a great uh, back and forth with her. And she, uh, once again, I'm very happy that she contacted us and was like, hey, I want to talk about this and that. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. And uh, also shout out to Justin from Library Punk, um, who also did the exact same thing. Like, hey, Noah, is, <laughs> I want to talk about Noah. And I want to talk about Homo yeah. Davis. I was like, yes, cool. Thank you. <laughs> that was that was all very lovely. So shout out to those two. Um, uh Leslie as well. I asked Leslie, like, hey, do uh, do you want to be on here? And they were like, oh, yeah, uh, I want to talk about this. And I was like, that's strange. But uh, once again, 
analog horror is was was a great episode. I so thank you so much, Leslie. <laughs> I just didn't know what to think of it at, at first. It's like how can we make an episode of that? And it's it is a wonderful episode. So uh, it is. thank you so much, Leslie, for showing me um, showing me how wrong I was. Uh, not a lot of people get to do that, so you know. But uh, <laughs> but that aside, uh, so. I'm very happy with my contribution on the Crimes of the Future episode, and I mean, I mean, uh, oh, oh, Christ! I do, uh, I do accidentally call Ridley Scott a lesbian on that episode, and I meant Ripley. I meant Ripley. <laughs> I still wake up with sweat on my face, uh, thinking, <laughs> not really. But I do hate myself for slipping up, like, because uh, Ridley and Ripley, it's the same name. It's the same fucking name. So my brain filled in uh, Ridley Scott instead of Ripley being a lesbian uh, in that, uh, in the fourth movie. Anyway, of Alien, I mean. Anyway, so I just need to get that off my conscience as well. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just I didn't want anyone to think that I made like some cringe lesbian joke or something about a guy, especially. It would be like not good. I don't enjoy that type of humor. Anyway, I'm I'm dyslexic. That's that's the disclaimer. There you go. Also, a friendly reminder to anybody listening: um, if you are a queer person or know a queer person that you would like to see us work with, I would love to continue the um, politics of queer sexuality and media uh, concepts. A type of episodes yeah, exactly so even if if uh jay who is a gay man um if you are even another gay guy that's also totally cool to come on i would love to once again i'm not keeping a list and checking it twice um i'm just you know uh i just want to open this podcast up to anybody for, that is queer and wants to talk about a certain kind of media or a certain element of queer media so forth and so on mm-hmm. um or just queer depiction in media doesn't even have to be queer media. That's that's how open minded and amazing I am. Just kidding. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, this was the year as well that you got into Bioware. How's that been for you? Oh, that that's that's been something. That's been something. It's been fun. <laughs> like it, it it's. <laughs> I am as the historian that I am. I am obsessed with history generally. Like not just the specific stuff I like. It's like video game history tell me more i have the compulsion to play everything see everything watch everything read everything uh there'll be a text about that probably in the new year uh (laughs) but it's it's a good impulse to have generally speaking but it's impossible so you know you go bits bit by bit chunk by chunk and this year there was the bioware tone where you know i knew of Dragon Age, I knew of Knights of the Old Republic, which again I, I played bef- the year before, but still it was like the through line and it was interesting I, I like to look at games mechanically and I appreciate looking at this section of video game history as like okay, th- this is what this was like the fantasy stuff and uh, it was fun, it was great like there's a lot of stuff which was terrible but and quite a, a bit of headaches there but uh, it was good. It was it was an interesting journey to have. I'm glad that it's almost over, so I can go to the next one. And I have an idea for the next one is will be and the next one. We're gonna be a fucking nightmare, not in a bad way, but still, you'll find out. I have plans. Definitely. Um, it's really funny because having listened to that uh, episode of Year Review from last year, you were like, "Well, this is the year that I got into Bioware," and you just played 
Mass Effect, I believe, at that point. Or was even done finishing Mass Effect? I started I know, I'm Mass sure. Effect. I think this yeah, you year... started Mass Effect. <laughs> It's like, oh, Leon uh, suggested I could yeah, get exactly. into Mass Effect. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and now we are here. Well, yeah. It it was uh, available on like uh, PlayStation Plus thingy. So um, it, it, it ended up being my most played game on PlayStation this year. Oh, yeah. Well, it is uh, long. On account of it being so long. Well, it's three games and one. Yeah, so, totally. you know. But yeah, still. Um. So, so that, uh, that being said, uh, yeah, no, I'm going to finish that thought actually in when we look at 2024. Uh, I'm going to stop myself and move on because I'm looking <laughs> at uh, trying to uh, keep this a little bit more tight. Uh, is there any episode you want to do again? If uh, if we have to, since we've been very complimentary about ourselves, uh, let's let's <laughs> let's level it out a little bit with uh, some some reflection and reality check. Is there an episode that you would like to do over? I'm going to give you two answers. One is more obvious, the other one less so. Um, the interview with the vampire episode, because my internet was the worst it had ev- it has ever been during that recording, to the point where, if you listen to that episode, which is great, by the way, I'm barely in it because I could barely be in the call. Uh, like, my li- uh, the- we had a power loss it- that night, and... My internet kept cutting out, and I couldn't stay there stably. So, yeah, that, I'd like to have been in that episode properly, which is no one's fault, really. Uh, aside from the privatization of the electricity company that exists in the state of Sao Paulo, so it's capitalism's fault. Boohoo, as always, uh, and as always. <laughs> but for, aside from technical reasons, which is easy to you know weasel my way out of. <sighs> Possibly, and I think it's we're gonna have to re- to properly structure how we're gonna do that, uh, either for Mass Effect or the Expanse, because it's there's so much story in free books slash games that it's difficult to even introduce it and piece it together to present what we're talking about. Like even in other episodes and stuff that we we're talking about the story and we're bringing it up, and you know this is how we're presenting it or representing this section of it, or we present it bit by bit, or we bring that up later. Like, that can work better, but when there's so much story to handle with, it's a lot more difficult. And, you know, I I feel like the Dragon Age episodes were tighter in that, and uh, so were the KOTOR ones. So, yeah, that's that'll be the challenge when we do the Expanse Part 2, eventually. (laughs) But, yeah, it's, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. No, definitely. I, I, I've, uh, I will get into that once again in the 2024 episode. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 to it is lovely to dive into how these worlds that we talk about are built. It's one of the great joys of this podcast for me, actually, because I get to be at my uh, most um, responsible bitchiest, if that makes sense. Um, I get, to, I get to be, you know, uh, I get to be, uh, I get to be critical, uh, justifiably critical about things, and to dive into that and to give you like a proper picture of that to also make sure that you understand where I'm coming from. I'm not trying to just like be negative or uh, mean spirited or what have you. We do need to build up that context, 
And that is something that we both, I think, uh, could stand to improve somewhat on, even though I don't think we do it badly per se. Uh, we are not necessarily the ideal. Uh, we have not achieved the ideal. How do we say this? Uh, the ideal way of doing it, I suppose. Uh, which is fine. Yeah. You know, like, how the fuck do we even do that? It's, <laughs> it's. There are so many layers, like onions and ogres. There are so many layers to science fiction and fantasy worlds but um yeah uh for me <laughs> uh for me it would be uh the god of war episode i think it's fine mm. don't get me wrong uh could have i should have made the point that i actually think that psychologically god of war ragnarok is better than god of war just 18 just 18 just asks one question over and over again and i should have delved into that way better uh, more responsibly, I didn't. Uh, I just, just kind of complained. So I don't know. That was not me at my best. Uh, sorry, everybody. Uh, when that's a game that I do kind of like, like quite a bit, and you know, it's a big game as well. So I feel like if somebody was going to listen to, uh, if somebody sees our podcast, there's a solid chance of people listening to the very famous title of God of War. And for those, sadly, for those games. Um, I should have brought my A game. <laughs> that being said, at the same time, I do still believe in doing the exact opposite and like being very passionate about like indie games or like games I did not think or concepts that I did not think I would enjoy as much. Once again, uh, the analog hour episode, I did not think I would be passionate about, but I, <laughs> once again, Leslie showed <laughs> me wrong. And so, I don't know. Um, the very shit answer is be good always. I know, I know. I, it's, you know that's that's the end conclusion oh. of this thing of this through line of this conversation. But um, well, anyway, I'll try and be more balanced uh, in, in all of that going forward. Uh, more about that once again in the 2024 episode. Um, so <laughs> to to move on to the beautiful landscape of content uh, to our great contentment. <laughs> yeah, precisely. Let's talk about the more classical media landscape, uh, if you like. Is there, uh, is there anything you want to start off with regarding the TV or movie uh, elements of things? Uh, I'm gonna preface this with saying I didn't watch that many like new releases this year. Like I rewatched some older stuff, I rediscovered some old interesting things and older pieces of media on that history aspect, but not that much that's like oh a, a release from 2023 or whatever. There's a few or stuff that's like was finishing or continuing. So I'll add that caveat and I'll mention two. Uh, one I know Leon's gonna mention as well, so that'll that'll segue nicely. <laughs> Uh, one is The Bear, which is a cooking show. Uh, really, it's um, good editing, good storyline, and good character building, and does something which uh, the, shall we say, comparison point in previous iteration uh, of a different show, which is Ted Lasso, uh, fails to do. Uh, because while Ted Lasso started off really well as a comedy show, and, you know, showing how absolute sincerity and, and kind-heartedness could be, you know, a good pathway through the world or, or how that can work in our current world. It uh, dropped off massively in the third season. 
Um, it had issues before, but it was terrible. The, the third season's terrible, and there's only three. And I, uh, in the broadest of senses, uh, the the psychological narrative uh, is all there is, and uh, it's a repeat of stuff in the second season, and not, you know, okay, we have solved our internal or interpersonal conflicts. How do we deal with you know the external world, right? Uh, no, it uh, it absolutely cannot. The show could not do that transition or chose not to. Uh, and that was disappointing, to say the least. And then it ended. Uh, whereas the bear focuses on that uh, or both at the same time. Like, yeah, we need to deal with each other and how we handle each other. But also the external conflict is fucking serious. And it is a big thing. Whereas, you know, for these professional football players, it, it isn't much. <laughs> That their lives are pretty sure there's dilemmas and stuff, but it's a uh, fairly set or fairly comfortable to a large degree. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I recommend Bear. Uh, I've been enjoying it quite well. It's not done. Uh, its second season came out in 2023, so uh, yeah, uh, hoping it'll carry on well. Uh, yeah, that's that's my big TV show things to, to mention, and you know, I finished some other series and stuff. There's the Castlevania one. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's that's my TV show section. Yeah, um, my TV show section is quite broad, I would say, but I will narrow it down. I I would still recommend the um, the first season of Ted Lasso, just and barely yeah. the second one, and not at all the third one. Um, <laughs> once again, I fully agree <laughs> with Frank. Uh, great great depiction of sincerity a great exercise of sincerity and how do we depict sincerity in this age where we all are so deeply attached to sarcasm and fear of being cringe and so forth and so on and there might be an episode next year i don't know uh, we'll see anyway so <laughs> we'll, see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see um gonna try and combine the uh uh the direct uh, media with more medical textual uh, talking points. Anyway, but um, that aside, I I thought the new, since you mentioned Castlevania, uh, the new one, Nocturne, I believe it's Nocturne? I believe it's Nocturne. Anyway. Yeah. It's it's, it's okay. It's, it's fine. Um, I don't like it very much. I think it's fine. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, they moved on from like the cool Dracula era and moved on into revolutionary France, like the French Revolution era, which I don't think is necessarily not the best time to do a vampire story. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's just how I feel. So, yeah, I don't know. That being said, uh, I the big year for me, at least, my two favorite shows, I would say... Our Blue-Eyed Samurai from Netflix, sadly. Netflix, I'm sorry. And uh, Scavenger's Reign, with Scavenger's Reign mm -hmm. being a very latecomer. Uh, I believe it was released the late November, early December. Um, so it's, mm. it snuck its way in there real quick. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, um, I, I, it's great. Um, it's just good sci-fi. It sadly is the uh, spaceship stranded on alien planet trope or setting, I should say, not trope, but setting. There's a difference. Um, <laughs> there is. There definitely is. Um, and people sometimes don't know it. Anyway, um, but uh, 
and bitchiness aside, uh, I, uh, I, it's just, it's just good sci-fi. Um, it is the most interesting take on alien life I've seen with actual visual artistry and mm -hmm. solid narrative, like just good character equation stuff. Um, it, it, <laughs> it has a one of the main characters called Ursula, which is like, hey. okay, <laughs> I see you. It's, it's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's not subtle, but that's fine. I don't mind. Oh, yeah. You're allowed to pay homage in whatever way. Um, <laughs> I like Ursula. She's a good character. Um, but yeah, just good. The, the symbiosis of, of humans reinteracting with a foreign planet with foreign life that is as rich and diverse as her own is just like so clever and well done. And the editing of that show is like, so this is maybe my biggest compliment of the show. It's the editing because people have, are deeply uh, underestimating the value of good editing, I think in, in shows. Yeah. And people also don't know what the fuck to do with the length of a show. Uh, I mean that as in the way, oh, no. yeah, as in the Tad Lasso way, but I also mean that in the, um, in the, uh, like is, is an episode how many episodes do you have per season? Everyone is trying to be this prestige TV show with only six to eight episodes. And sometimes that just does outright not fit your medium or not fit the story you were trying to tell or not fit the setting or all these things. And people have like kind of feel, it feels like these people are disoriented a little bit. And uh, I think... A terrible donor to this disorientation is Disney releasing like episodes that at one time is like 50 minutes, but also episodes that are like 32 minutes. And I think mm. I don't believe in the formalistic elements that, oh, it should all be around 45 minutes or something like that. You know, I sometimes the episode mm -hmm. is maybe only 30 minutes and I get that. Um, at the same time, I do think if you do not know how to divvy up story per episode, we have a bigger problem. And yeah, and the problem is manifested in the editing. And what I mean with that is that certain scenes drag on way too long. Scavenger Rain is so special because no scene overstays its welcome. Every scene is immaculately exactly as long as it should be. And shows exactly the amount that I think it should. Uh, there's, of course, no universal standard. I know that, dear listener. But, uh, yeah. Oh, Christ. It, 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 they do it so well. Um, yeah. So, moving on uh, from from that. Well, go watch Scaramouche's Rain if you can. Uh, just get it somewhere. Trademark. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, see, I have a... HBO subscription and last year on the year review episode we also shit on HBO Max and this year they removed another Good. show from HBO Max and uh, Scavengers Reign isn't on the Dutch HBO Max so uh, oh no I watched it in the other way that is totally legal don't worry about it anyway no of course um, uh, anyway so, so uh, look forward to the uh, Scavengers Rain episode whenever Frank watches it. <laughs> so it's great. <laughs> I have a lot to say about it. Um, and the Blue Eyed Samurai, um, there are some elements in there that I think are very interesting to talk about, and I hope we will next year. Uh, it's just good fiction. 
is just it's just good fiction. I don't know. There are some historical elements about it, about the entry of guns into Japan, and I don't know a lot about Japan history or Japanese history. Um, I, I only know a very specific parts, and that's a part where they have had guns for a while. Um, so you know, um, it's it's part of a bigger conflict. Anyway, guess who? No. Um, so it's I don't know a lot about that sh- shogunate, that part of the shogunate era. So uh, I can't judge it on those merits. So disclaimer. <laughs> um, but yeah, I believe it's at least made and by a lot of Japanese American people. So I, you know, I will defer to their expertise, of course. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just good fiction. It's it's entertaining. It doesn't depict. Uh, <laughs> It's it's not filleting samurai honor every single chance it gets, unlike another product that we might talk about <laughs> next year. In contrast to this one, yeah, yeah. <laughs> guess guess who? <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> it's a video game. Anyway, yeah. So those are the, the series that I really quickly want to talk about. Uh, a bunch of animated stuff. Didn't expect that. I watched Succession, all of it this year. I started this year because this year is the last season came out. Um. And I never watched it before. Uh, Americans love that show. I think it's fine. They do. I think it's just okay. So, I don't know. Uh, do with that, that you, what you will, uh, dear listener. I think Brian Cox <laughs> is a good uh, actor. He, he saved that show for me. So, yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> do with that what you will. I think a lot of shows are trying to be HBO prestige shows. Like the we talked a little bit about this on the Last of Us episode. And they're all trying yeah. to chase that prestige type of uh, let's say charisma sorta of, like the way it's depicted. It's very luxurious. Um and certain kind of statism as well. And a certain kind of quality of dialogue and acting. And I think that's to the detriment of a lot of shows because they are trying to be, at the same time, they're trying to be this prestige television show, but they're being forcefully cranked out at such a rapid pace that it doesn't work. And it's trying to have actors in there that are like movie stars and movie stars want to star in movies. And that doesn't necessarily work great if you have to year in, year out try to film multiple seasons and you know, not multiple seasons, but each year film a season. Uh, and then you have to wait on this movie star to finally show up to set again. And like, you know, it's, I guess all in all my thoughts on media to top to close off this section. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> to, that people maybe just need to take a step back and realize what they are and what they have within their means. Um Man, this is going to fit in great with a certain horror Vanguard episode about release soon-ish after this episode. <laughs> anyway, um, but but you know, to like, just be a bit more humble, uh, with your ambitions. Uh, I always say shoot for the moon, and if you only come halfway, that's, you know, I that's fine with me. But since yeah. we have to, and I think conceptually and artistically, this still counts. This still holds water for me. If shooting for the moon, of course means you have to like <laughs> overwork your workers and try <laughs> and, and crank out as much media as you can then obviously don't like that's that's a totally different thing you know fuck i didn't think i had to explain that 
anyway. <laughs> so yeah, uh, uh, that's that's it for the uh, TV <laughs> serialized serialized content. Apparently, a new Witcher season came out. I didn't watch it. I'm not gonna. It's not gonna happen. It's just not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Okay, no, and there's a lot of things that I could have complained about, uh, and I did that I did watch, and I would have just been negative about. Um, yeah, but I'm not gonna. So you know that's why I only selected these few. These few I was passionate about, and I remembered. So that's a good sign. I remember that I watched this thing <laughs> this year. So yeah, moving on. <laughs> uh, I just want to very quickly talk about uh, Oppenheimer. Uh, it wasn't good. It wasn't great. Um, I I don't know. I am looking forward. Like we are already, it's insane how quickly we're filling up. Like uh, these thirty six spots that we have. But um, I I I would just want to say and put forth the notion that maybe, um, I would love to do a concept idea about like how insincerely leftism is described in media. I think that's something our audience mm-hmm. might be interested in. And um, yeah. Oppenheimer will definitely be on that list. Will definitely be on that fucking list. Um, it's, it's, it's not... The problem is that we're also traumatized by just like outright demonization that poor representation feels like a re- great respite. And <laughs> then so, so that's why I'm hesitant to talk about anything... Uh, uh, too too in depth about um, Oppenheimer, but um, I like Killian Murphy. I was hoping he, they were going to do the whole crazy scientist because you know if all else fails, I will at least listen to a, a person that's confused or crazy and talks a bit about like I I love that kind of language. Um, we have a little bit of that in the Expanse um, as well with like this 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 detective that is uh, maybe just like blue mist or something trying to make sense and become conscious when when they at the same time have access to a tremendous amount of information um it's the only thing that brought me through 14 fucking books of wheel of time uh, more <laughs> about that later this year and uh yeah i'm just gonna stop right there because i can go on forever um hey man i i wanted to talk about like the barman hyper thing at the same time, what what else is there to say that other better people have not already said uh, regarding the like sensationalism of that stupid, stupid concept? Um, not the Barbie movie, but like opposing Barbenheimer and opposing Oppenheimer and Bar- Barbie together as like a, a, a fighting duo or whatever, whatever the fucking use of that was. Well, marketing. It was a marketing stunt. Anyway, so. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have. I'm sure there's some sensationalist philosophy to let loose upon, but uh, I don't want to. Uh, I don't think you want either, so I'm just gonna move on. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy to move <laughs> on. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, this year we have, as every year, we have the Jeff Keighley Awards where, um, yeah. With- called the game awards where uh we talk about video games wow what a concept and what a year for video games it has been wasn't it oh yeah it's uh we <laughs> we had excellent incredible games which 
I like I just think are fantastic, like all round and just need to be played, need to be enjoyed and just are great. And we had some unbelievable shovelware and also just plain old terrible stuff. Well, even uh, the shovelware, I would argue, is not just is isn't shovelware anymore. It's like triple A shit. It should have been triple A shit. That is the quality of fucking shovelware. But I'm I'm sorry, please. High end shovelware. <laughs> it's a new category we we need to come up with. High, to explain high end shit shovelware. I'm not thinking about Gollum. I think Gollum was terrible, but that it was awful. But it, there was an attempt where he's you know Kong the Walking Dead. Those there weren't attempts. Those are closer to shovelware. Shovelware, I've always interpreted as, like, lackluster, mediocre drab. Whereas mm-hmm. Gollum is just diabolically bad. <laughs> uh, we played it, dear listener. Uh, we don't know what to do with that experience just yet. But it was a fun little Schadenfreude uh, moment with uh, Frank and our dear friend Holly. Uh, where we made it, we powered through. Uh, took us from May to November, but we'd be fucking powered through, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and then I was like, well, that's fair, not a bad game. And then I realized, no, we only did Gollum because, uh, well, we all like Lord of the Rings. Uh, some a little bit more than others, don't worry about it. But we, um, we all at the very least have some positive relation with Lord of the Rings. So that, that's why Gollum was special to us. And uh, what oh, experience sure it was. isn't anymore, though, is it? <laughs> well, I realized, like you know, it's it's not worth it putting ourselves through that again or anything, any comparable experience that is. But um, yeah. So <laughs> that was fun. Uh, Frank, Holly, and I are emotionally scarred, but it was forever, <laughs> forever. <laughs> those eyes, man. Those eyes. That's all I'll say. And so, oh, Lord, if I close my eyes, I can still see him. No. Um, So, is there uh, anything uh, regarding the Game Awards that you feel disgruntled about, maybe? Armored Core 6 was my favorite game this year. That's evident. Said so before. Saying so again. Uh, It wasn't going to win Game of the Year, but it should have been nominated. It was at least finished, and it was more overall enjoyable than i don't know mario mario's fine but it's mario (laughs) you know so yeah that's that's my big one about that uh yes yeah and you know the 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 blatant omission of you know the the terrible state of the industry with the unreleased and unfinished games that were put out and uh the layoffs Great, great fucking industry. Yeah. Great. We um, are going to delve into those notions a little bit um, while also talking about, uh, as the last topic of this episode, we're going to talk about the games that we enjoyed this year, maybe, um, that came out this year. And I will intersperse that with uh, the Game Awards. Not that the Game Awards itself is so important, but the Game Awards very impressively managed to embody all my big complaints about the industry. So, um, (laughs) so yeah. uh, (laughs) Enjoy (laughs) that part. Um, Yeah, I will say that uh, I said it in an episode, and I just finished another playthrough. And I have to say it again, fucking Armored Core is the best game of this year. 
Um, a lot of people are like, oh, don't you like Baldur's Gate 3? And I do. I do like Baldur's Gate 3. Baldur's Gate 3, that game that came out three years ago. So it's, it is retroactively maybe my favorite game of three years ago. I don't know. Uh, what was my favorite game of 2020? Fuck. Anyway, we'll see. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> Moving on. I really feel like uh, Armored Core 6 is just everything I've been complaining about um but the good version of that as in it knows what it wants to be it knows what it is it did it well it it once again it's setting amazing love it uh it's so interesting there's there was i'm happy with the episode that we have about it um i hope you feel the same dear listener uh but there was so much more to talk about and i'm literally begging oh, from yeah. to make a fucking <laughs> dlc so i can talk more about my red mist girlfriend uh, what uh, anything any other game that stood out to you this year besides Gollum? <laughs> in a good way. Um, I played a lot of games that came out in 2023. Some of them made it to my top 100. Uh, Aces and Adventures, which was a great, a poker-like based adventure gamey thing. Uh, very very good visuals, very tactile game, and uh, that was fun. I. I really enjoyed the sequel to Cultist Simulator, Book of Hours. I played weird indie games that I like, uh, like Terra Nil, where it's like you it's this management city builder thing, but you're actually build rebuilding the environment after like ecological disaster. So it's like you rebuild this environment, then you fuck off uh, and leave it to be. There's Chance of Senar, which is language and language deciphering which is great so it was it was a really good year for me in terms of gaming i think that was my big thing uh finally got into the hitman new franchise uh which i've always enjoyed but never properly got into playing so that's been fun but yeah generally i just uh yeah it's it's great games (laughs) just so many good games on top of all the shit uh but uh yeah that's um it's been a good year for gaming, that, uh, in for my gaming as well. I'll say that. But there's the, you know, the, the, the bad stuff, the industry state, which is always deeply depressing and deeply concerning because, uh, you know, it's the, the thing we like and we want people doing stuff in good conditions. And, you know, oh, but it took, you know, this moment of work. It took these crunches. If it took all those, fuck off. Then it didn't deserve it. And it didn't need to be there. That's my stance. I don't budge from it. I, I'll die on that hill because it's a simple one and an obvious one. So yeah, just oh, wow. for 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 better games, for <laughs> games where where you know developers don't die trying to make the games and uh, where people aren't laid off all the time. I uh, completely agree about that. I, I will get into some very specific notions about that. Uh, I just want to say real quick, it's really funny because in the last uh, year review episode we did, we um, I talked a little bit about, <laughs> I said I would play Narcos, I believe, Citizen Sleeper, uh, and Pentiment, and I only <laughs> played one of those. I'm so sorry. Um, I really want to play those other two. And, you, and the audience should know which one. <laughs> yeah, I, and I played Pentiment. And, um, you know, it, it's fine. I at least played one of them, I suppose. Um, Benjamin came out last year, so I can't say that I really can't say anything about this year. Um, I think about another game besides Baldur's Gate, and 
so, uh, Armored Core that came out this year, but I'm <laughs> my mind is blanking. Um, <laughs> I like the free update to God of War Ragnarok, the Valhalla update. It's it's Hades, mm-hmm. it's Hades, but in God of War. There you go. It's it's literally Hades. <laughs> it, even it's structured the way it depends dispenses its story is literally after you die. So it's literally Hades. Anyway, which is fine, which is totally fine. Like it's it's fine. Um, I still have some issues with it, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> an odd one, um, a little bit, but uh, I enjoyed Warhammer 40k Bolt Gun. Uh, that's the fun little oh, shoot 'em up. Nice. Uh, this year, it's not the year that it came out, but I got into Ultra Kill as well, which is Bolt Gun, but fast, mm. a lot faster and more 3D. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm gonna have to looking at the time. We're just gonna have to move on, sadly, and get very annoyed later on when I think of all the games that I was like, "Oh, and that one, and that one." I will remember them exactly <laughs> when I stop recording. Oh, naturally, that's that's the how it goes. So, so thank you for putting up with me, dear listener. Um, <laughs> so uh, a thing that I like got very, very frustrated with. Um. Well, there are multiple things, but one of those things that I got very frustrated with during the Game Awards and ergo the game industry at large was um, that there was a lot of time. It was like a lot of time. And yeah, it got put up for free. I suppose I should appreciate that nowadays. I won't. Um, because of course it should be free, but I guess they could go the Oscar route or something and like put it behind prime cable stuff or something. I don't know. I guess I should just be happy with that. But that being said, um, the, (laughs) because of that, maybe we have a lot of, a lot of commercials, like a lot of commercials. It is starting to strongly resemble the um what's the, what's that religious event called in the United States um uh the Super Bowl and uh, it starts yes. to <laughs> starts to resemble the Super Bowl a lot that a lot of people don't even care about football they just turn up to like um to to see the commercials and uh I will talk a little bit about what I'm excited for in the 2024 episode I'm so sorry trying to keep clear distinct lines here I'm so sorry <laughs> and um but the thing that pissed me off greatly is that first off indeed you should have just nominated Hardcore 6 it's great it's amazing um once again g- game journalists being shit strikes again um <laughs> fuck and um not being good at video games, therefore they probably didn't enjoy Armored Core. I don't know. Shrug. I really don't understand how Spider Man 2, a game that is not even fucking finished, uh, is on there, or uh, Resident Evil 4, a game that already came out, um, it was on there. Yeah, exactly. I suppose I should be happy that it didn't nominate uh, Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty as a standalone game or something. Uh, yeah. More. Uh, uh, Okay, more about that soon. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I'm I'm I am very disgruntled about um, all that. They could have at least nominated Armored Core Six. Is all I'm saying. I love seeing all the mainstream, uh, average run of the mill gamers lose their mind at Spider Man Two not winning, and that game is like the most. Oh, right, I played Spider Man Two. Fuck. 
we've come full circle there listener so yeah uh spider-man 2 is the most mediocre trap game that i've played like in a while there it's it's the most sequel game ever it like it, it is literally 60 dollar dlc and that's that's fine spider-man is still very um no, it's not fine. It's it's so poorly written and clearly needed like another hour in the oven. And we will be talking a little bit about the Somniac in the 2024 episode. And I'll pick that up there. Because um, otherwise I'll just be like asinine or like uh, very sour about uh, Spider-Man. It didn't, it didn't deserve a game of the year. Die mad. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, wasn't good. It wasn't the worst, but there were a lot of glitches. I showed Frank some funny ones as I was playing them, and yeah, <laughs> I saw, I saw the, the, yeah, yeah, no, no, it wasn't good, it wasn't good. <laughs> and it's once again, it's just this, this, this baby video game. As in, go there, collect token by this activity. You have now collected three different tokens. You can now craft the thing. It's like you know, it's it's whatever. Um. Which, once again, is exactly what Spider-Man 1 was and exactly what Spider-Man Miles Morales was. But um, moving on. <laughs> so a lot of people were mad that that didn't win Game of the Year because they didn't know how to play Baldur's Gate 3 and they were mocking uh, Baldur's Gate 3 like, oh, it's turn-based combat. I was like, so? I didn't really understand people's aversion to turn-based combat. Apparently that's a big thing. Uh, they like, oh, that's like a mobile game. I was like, I don't play mobile games, so maybe you're right, maybe you're wrong. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think that's a very stupid way to look at video games. Uh, just say you suck at it. It's fine. It's okay. Uh, I'm bad at racing games. It's okay. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> it's, you can be bad at turn-based combat. It's okay. Um but yeah, as always, people did not know how to talk about anything. And that's why you should listen to this very podcast and consider supporting us at Patreon. Just kidding. But, um, <laughs> well, or if you can, please do. It would mean the world to us. But um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, link down below. Anyway, so it's so, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Frank, for rattling on here. But um, it's okay. From all those games, I'm fine with Baldur's Gate winning. Would have been fine with Zelda since that was a very interesting game. Um, tried to do something legit, like as, as, talking about a good sequel. If you look at the previous Zelda, which was interesting, and then taking that foundation and literally building on top of that, literally building on top of that. Get it? Anyway, so because uh, you can build in that game, that's the joke. Okay, there you go. Frank is not laughing at my jokes. It's fine. I'm used to it by now. But <laughs> it's um. So I would have been fine with those two winning. One of those two won the game that came out three years ago won. That's fine. I'm sad that then Armored Core got not uh, nominated, but I'm also sad that Armored Core 6 won ba uh, Best Action Game and wasn't allowed any stadium time or any um, like uh, talking time. They mm -hmm. didn't allow a speech. They were like, Armored Core, Best Action Game, won, done, next. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> it was just like rattle on like it was some fucking esports person. Um, apparently the gaming personality of the year was in VTuber. I don't know how to feel about that either, but we don't have time for that. So I'm just going to move on immediately. I'm sorry, Frank. I know you, you want to desperately... It's okay. No, it's no, no, okay. no. I know you want to desperately talk about VTubers. It's okay. 
Um, but sadly, we can't. I know you can you can yell at me after this is over, but um, don't think either of us cares one fuck about about VTubing. <laughs> That's not here or there. It's a thing. Uh, it's it's there. Like all, it's like honestly, who cares? It's fine. Well, it's fine. Well, well um, certain under you open the can of worms. Certain underage people have a certain type of avatar that I don't necessarily I think something should be said about that's all moving on immediately oh yeah um the one of the awards that was like distributed as well was um was to <laughs> uh I don't know if they won it no they didn't win it but uh an awards producers of Destiny Bungie of Destiny 2 were nominated for best community support or something uh, no, 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 that was hilarious. And I do want to talk about Bungie real quick because they had like major layoffs when they literally just got mm-hmm. acquired by Sony for 3.2 billion and they opened up a new studio. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Um, and this remote working culture as well is like not great. Um, we might get into it somewhere next year and how that is a direct cause for uh, worker alienation, a concept that is very prominent within <laughs> within a certain type of learning. Anyway, so I would love to uh, talk about that. And apparently the uh, CEO of Larian, the producers of Baldur's Gate 3, wanted to talk, say something about like uh, Hasbro and Wizards of the Coast laying off the entire group of people that worked with the Baldur's Gate 3 team um, for, like, uh, the D&D elements that, is pre- that are present in that game. And apparently nobody still works at Wizards of the Coast anymore because of Hasbro uh, trying to, like, uh, well, using, uh, tr- uh, like, initiating tremendous layoffs. And he, uh, the music already started playing, <laughs> apparently. And like, you know, so Sven Vicky, I believe his name is, um, was like escorted off stage before he could, uh, I don't know, uh, talk about Orthodox Reformed Rabbi Bill Clinton. Um, so that's, uh, that's what, that's what happened last year. I believe that was the guy, the thing the guy said. And yeah. So there was security as well this time because they were like, oh God, that can't happen again. Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, that was really Yes, clearly that's the most important thing to be worried about. Yeah, that's right? clearly the most. Thank you, Frank. <laughs> and yeah, uh, these layoffs were gruesome this year, and uh, fuck every company that did them. Um, yeah, there's, there's so there were so many. I collected a bunch of data, but honestly, you should just. Uh, I will link um, the the site where I got a bunch of data from. So you, you should just look for yourself. Otherwise, I would just be reading stats, and that would just be depressing. Um, I wanted to talk about this and mention it because it's an industry that Frank and I obviously care uh, a decent bit about, um, and and we should we should talk about it. We should we should you know at least mention it. But uh, us like uh, just going over every studio and how many layoffs there have been. I know EA was very egregious, and that's also why we are probably not going to go down the Bioware road <laughs> that much. 
um after yeah, dragon age inquisition <laughs> yeah it's, it's gonna probably hit a full stop at dragon age inquisition makes me very sad because i love the extended universes of dragon age and mass effect and there's a lot to say about them still but we'll see we'll see you dear listener um once again Bungie was atrocious and Embracer Group was utterly atrocious with the shutting down of Volition Studio. I believe they made Saints Row yeah. and a couple other things. I yeah, they made a lot of shuffleware as well that I sometimes picked up in the bargain bin at my local game store. So I I have fond memories of them. But um, yeah, they they closed. Oh, uh, remember that two billion dollar secret deal that fell through for Embracer Group? I believe we reported on that oh, in yeah. the adaptation episode when we talked about uh, Shadow of War. But it's not a hint of there. Um, that's that's why they had major layoffs because two mysterious mysterious billion dollars. Love it when I encounter a mysterious billion dollar, let alone two. Uh, why can't? Sounds like a different <laughs> podcast, <laughs> right? Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, um, I'll include the link below. Uh, I am urging you, dear listener, to uh, at least look at it and like be aware of how yeah. many atrocious layoffs if you care about gaming if you're just here for literature and or media other media i totally get it but just be aware that um i don't know maybe just consume more responsibly next year that's difficult i know and i don't always do it either but all i'm asking is that you keep it in mind and make the most educated decision you can and i'm not interested in playing the blame game or saying that you should or shouldn't do certain things but you ought to know that's uh, that's all i'm saying (laughs) Um. Yeah, and then I just wanted to say that um, the person who, uh, the group of people who did win best community outreach was uh, also Baldur's Gate three, which is funny to me because they just profited off of people giving them free advice, and that's fine by me. I'm not miffed about that, but they just like released the game three years ago, and listened to their entire community giving beta tester feedback. That's essentially what's happened there. That's not community outreach, I would argue. You trying to make the best product is something you should just be doing. And I don't know. There, let me just say there's some nuance there that I think is missing. That's all I'm saying. Um, once again, I don't mind the early access thing. We will get to it when we get to it, when we is eventually going to do an episode on Modern Baldur's Gate. Whenever Frank finishes it, I suppose. <laughs> that would be a long while, I am suppose. And that's totally fine, Frank. <laughs> but um but I finished it a couple times already. That's uh but I, I know, but I'm mentally I ill, so you know, there's that. And the last thing is that uh each person that won uh, only got thirty seconds, I believe, of speech time, which is atrocious. Uh that's yeah. if you are here to as Jeff Kiwi says, celebrate video games as an art form. Uh he calls it the greatest art form <laughs> on earth. Um, and I, I don't necessarily want to get into that. That doesn't mean anything to me, but if you, if your intent was to celebrate, you're doing it wrong, buddy. Um, I understand that you can't have J- Christopher judge giving another eight minute ep- uh, speech, <laughs> but still you, you 30 seconds while you also give so much time to commercials to get that sweet, sweet Dorito money, uh, as Jeff Keighley loves so much. And, um, a great amount of celebrity presence. Um, who cares about the video game for Jordan Peele? I, I don't. I'm sorry. Um, 
and definitely them talking about it and not saying anything not showing any gameplay fuck off i don't care give that speech time to the people that actually made a game that was finished this year fuck it i, I i'm i'm so miffed about that so a special fuck you to the game awards there you go that's the last thing i have to say i'm sorry frank i'll shut up now no it's okay like that's important and there's a lot to it is like the big event of video gaming at the end of the year so um it is significant and it is you know a touchstone to mention the other horrible stuff in the industry yeah yeah uh (laughs) hard to to end on a very positive note given that state of things so do check out that data and realize how how bad it is because you know you hear about it and you see the news but like when you see that that data like comparatively it's like fuck sorry to end on such a somber note but um i i wish (laughs) you i hope you had a lovely jesus fest i hope you um i did (laughs) you as well frank and uh thank you <laughs> i hope that you all have a lovely new year i hope this episode will come out before new year no promises um and if if not then uh, i hope you had a lovely had a lovely new year um thank you so much for listening there's not anything i still have to say after all that rambling i don't know about you frank <laughs> i'm good i i think i've said what i did in terms of like this retrospective like i'm uh you know, ready for the plans for 2024. Yeah. So, uh, thank you so much. <laughs> and thank you for if special, a special thank you if you're here since the beginning of the year, or at least listen to all the episodes of this year. I appreciate you so much. That's, uh, <laughs> I have nothing else to say, but very lame. I do appreciate that a lot. So, I'm sorry. Uh, and, and special thanks to 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 all the patrons, yes. the people who who, who give us money yeah, uh, to do this. Uh, thank you. Like, there's not enough thank yous that we can give or emphasize. It's like, yeah, no, thank you so so much. Definitely. Um, so take care, everybody, and thank you so much for listening. Thank you for another great year of Left Page and Here Be Media. Here's see you next year. See you next year. Um,